Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. Glad you made it. I'm your host, Nikki C., all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is brought to you by Bomb Global and the Connected Leaders Academy. Super excited to have our guest today, our very special guest. We just met a couple months ago on a journey that we did not know we were going to be on. And it's an anthology for warrior women brought to you by the wonderful Desiree Cruz. Uh, But the young lady I have today is Bridget. She is the founder of Kearns Coaching LLC. She calls herself a coach for the curious. And she calls, well, you'll find working with Bridget greatly fulfilling if you desire more out of life and are ready to restore your soul center wholeness. Prior to opening her coaching practice, Bridget spent over a decade as a teacher and small business owner. She, her partner, and her four children live in Rochester, New York. Without further ado, we're going to bring on my new Bridget Kearns. How are you today? Hi, Nikki. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, We connected on a virtual coffee after uh, joining in this sisterhood group that we have going on uh, with Warrior Women. And before we get into all of that, um, I'm just so happy to have you here. We connected instantly. And um, yeah, and now the shoe is on the other foot. I was recently, (laughs) you know, we recently recorded my podcast on your show. Can't wait for that to air. Uh, It has been Absolutely phenomenal, just our connection. Uh, but tell us who Bridget is, where did you come from, and teaching. Oh, my goodness. Uh, how did you get into that space? Oh, wow. So many questions. So I grew up in the city of Buffalo, New York. So I've always been sort of a Western New York native my entire life. And it was really, I think my life has been up until a couple years ago in my 30s, like this process of discovery. So it was like, I I feel like I would find one little breadcrumb and unpack that and eat that up and go, okay, I've followed this as far as I can go. Now, where's the next one and find the next one. And so that took me through like a series of life iterations. I think it, it started really in high school and noticing that I enjoyed telling stories and I enjoyed speaking with people. So I thought, oh, that fits really nicely with journalism. Maybe I should follow that path. So I went to college initially for broadcast journalism. So I have a degree in asking great questions is really (laughs) what I say. Um, So I, I pursued that. And really before I graduated, I had some life circumstances that were super difficult. Um, My father had come to visit me in college and passed away unexpectedly in a car accident on his way home from visiting me. And it really was one of those situations that shook my world and forced me to look inside and go, okay, is is this really what I want out of life? Because life suddenly became so um, brief there was a sense that, oh my goodness, at any moment, someone I love could be gone. I could be gone. And am I doing what I'm here to do? And so that question at that time led me to say, you know what, as much as I love presenting stories, the part that I really love is 
talking to people and asking people questions and hearing their stories and seeing them grow. So I had a degree in journalism. I'm like, okay, how do I translate this? High school English teacher, perfect translation. I had a minor in uh, romantic literature. I'm like, I could teach this. I can ask questions. And I felt that the degree of secondary education and the, the um, concentration of English would give me that opportunity to really have longitude to ask questions and dig deep and teach my students how to think for themselves. So that was the next iteration of life was the um, secondary high school English teacher. And I did that, like I said, for a decade, I literally walked out of my exit interview for my master's degree, walked into my interview for my first teaching position and got the teaching position that day. So I was unemployed for zero days. <laughs> it was wow. quite um, providential. So I, I ended up teaching at a small public school in Pennsylvania. That was my first job and had this this happens to me quite often in life. I think it's just my personality type or maybe it's my soul. I don't know. But I had this itch that I just wanted to stretch out farther. I just wanted to go somewhere bigger. We were living in the, a small southern tier town in Olean, New York, and I had grown up in Buffalo. So I knew that there was so much richness and culture up here in, in up you know western New York, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse. So we ended up picking up our family and moving to Rochester, New York with only my husband having a job. We had nowhere to live. We literally packed into a moving van and moved into storage. We had nowhere. So I stayed with my family in Buffalo. My husband stayed with this wonderful, gracious family in Rochester who he'd never met before. <laughs> and we packed up and moved and figured it out. Things worked out because, you know, when when you're following the call on your life, when you're following God's plan for your life, things work out the way they're supposed to. So my goodness. So then I taught up here for a while and ended up having something really similar happen again, where I had had three children at this point. I was pregnant with my fourth. We decided we didn't want to have more after our third because I'd had such a severe bout of preeclampsia twice out of the three pregnancies. And it can get really, really serious. And um, so I was dealing with that again with the fourth pregnancy, which I had hoped I wouldn't, but it happened and got very, very sick, was hospitalized, had my baby early. He's, he's doing well. He's a wonderful little four-year-old now, but I did not do so well. And they, um, they ended up releasing me probably when they shouldn't have. And I ended up going home and experiencing some really scary symptoms that sent me back to the ER and was told when I was in the ER that I was in heart failure. And there was that other big bombshell in life that was like, okay, again, Bridget, by the way, life is really short. What are you doing? And um, again, forced me to reevaluate everything I was doing. I shut down a really successful business that I was running because it didn't feel fully aligned with me. I left teaching because I was like, you know what? If I only have a little time left, I'm spending it with my kids. Family is so important. And COVID hit. And so, wow, okay, I had already decided I was going to stay home, might as well do some more inner work because we were all forced into this 
period of like solitude that actually I found really delicious and wonderful because that's, again, that's kind of who I am. So through that work, through hiring coaches, through talking to mentors, through taking a whole bunch of courses on personal development, I have a huge bookshelf of personal development books right next to me. I came to realize, oh my goodness, my purpose has been staring me in the face my entire life. And it was so simple and so obvious that I didn't see it staring at me. And that's how I ended up founding Corns Coaching LLC and taking people through the exact steps that I followed to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. So that's my really long story, but that is how I got here to where I am today. Wow. So much to unpack there. <laughs> I, I just love that you really just described that when you have a vision in mind for yourself, that it's okay to identify or realize that that's not what is your actual calling or your actual purpose. And it's okay to shift gears at any time when you feel that the gears have to be shifted um, because so many people stay in that place um, even after realizing, you know what, is this really what I want to do? But because I said I'm going to do it, I'm just going to stick through it, right? And kind of live in that uh, misery, kind of that, you know, I'm just scared. This is what I know. Let me not try anything new. What would you tell someone who is in that mindset space of um, not being able to branch out because, you know, maybe their pride or what they have decided was their, you know, future is, is really not working out. How would you help someone in that situation? Oh my goodness. There's so many different directions we could go, but first I would just say to identify how you're feeling, you really need to check in like with your body, like check in with yourself on a, on a bodily level, misalignment. It, it can you know, you said misery, but it can be even more subtle than that. It can just be misalignment. And we know, like if you were to look at tires that are misaligned on a car, even if one tire on that car is slightly misaligned, it will wear way more inconsistently and it will last way less time than the rest of the tires. And it will cause major problems. Like all of a sudden, this tiny little misalignment will cause the entire car to shake when you're driving it. So over time, misalignment becomes more and more obvious. If you catch it when it's in the early stages, God bless you, because it will be so much easier. If you don't, like me, and you need some major life hints, it may not be so subtle. But first, check in and notice the areas of misalignment. And for me, it's so simple as going you know, pick up an opportunity. I'm going to pick up a cup of coffee, pick up an opportunity, think of that opportunity, hold it and go, how does this feel for me right now? Where am I feeling this in my body? Oh, I get this warm, opening, expanding feeling in my chest. Great. Awesome. That's wonderful. Or, Ooh, when I think of that and I think of sitting with that, I get this sinking feeling in my gut. That's not so great. Really check in with those first. And that will give you sort of a sense of, okay, how is this feeling? And then when you identify that, now you've got the hard work to do because checking in with yourself and stilling yourself is kind of the easy stuff. The hard part is going, okay, now I have this evidence that something is misaligned. What do I do about that? 
And I would say your best uh, course of action is probably going to be the easy one, which is small, tiny little baby steps, little realignments here and there until you're prepared and equipped to take that big step. So, you know, don't run out and just quit your job. <laughs> um, I did. I did that. You can totally do that, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> I do recommend, you know, okay, I'm still in this job. It doesn't feel great. And I'm just using job as an example. It could be so many different circumstances, but I'm still in this job. It doesn't feel great. What do I love? What brings me joy? What would I do if no one paid me to do it? Like, what would I show up for every day and feel so excited about and just want to do whether anyone recognized me or anyone paid me for it? Let's try that out. Like, let's, um, you know, let's just volunteer for maybe one hour a week doing that thing or whatever it may be. Slowly dip in, slowly add that in because we're all so busy. We don't need to add a ton more things in our life. Sometimes it looks like cutting things off. Sometimes the easier thing is let me add that in, but I'm also going to step away from this additional responsibility that I have over here to make space for this thing. Because anytime we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And anytime we say no to something, we're saying yes to something else. So let your yeses be those big, full body Mm, yes, that's wonderful. And let your nose be that really clear, ooh, sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. This is not something I need in my life. Let's clear space for something that brings me joy. So I hope that I hope that gave you some ideas for, for where to go with that. Absolutely. And you know what? I've never thought of that. When we say yes, we're saying no to something. And when we're saying no, we're saying yes to something. That is a great vantage point when you are making decisions. And sometimes we have to make those decisions uh, in the heat of the moment instantly or take time uh, to really dissect, you know, what the benefits, the values, and does it align, which is uh, something that you're all about. So when things come up and you know that this is probably an opportunity that you have been asking for and it finally shows up in your face, but you kind of don't know what, how do you help somebody with that? Like making those decisions? Oh man. Um, I'm trying to think of an example from my life because that's like the easiest one that I can give. So I just had an opportunity show up. Actually, let's use Des and the book because that's a perfect example of an opportunity where it shows up and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And I want to say like a full body yes to this, but also I'm not an author. Like I'm really scared. And all of those like limiting beliefs and the questions start popping up. Um, so, you know, the questions about what is this going to cost me? Am I going to have time? Can I actually do this? What was your initial first response before any of those questions started to creep in? Was it that full body? Oh my goodness. Yes, this is amazing. Or was there an initial like pulling back or questioning. That is what you really should be going with because that's like, I feel like that's your soul response to something because your soul doesn't question. Your soul knows that this universe is completely abundant, that God never stops creating, that we are constantly expanding, growing, fully abundant, 
and that life is just giving all of this richness and love to you. So if your soul knows that truth, then if it says yes right away, yes, there are other questions that of course you have to figure out, but if it's a yes right away, that's a yes for you. And if it's a no right away, then there's probably something else that your soul wants you to say yes to, that it's saving the space for. Because mm -hmm. also this illusion of time that we're living in is here to provide like this sort of rigid, clear experience, but it's not real. So we don't know what God, our higher self, the universe already knows. So if it was a no, then you probably have something amazing coming your way that you just aren't aware of yet. And then once you have identified, okay, this is a big yes, you know, whatever works for you, journal through those questions, write all those questions down, give them space, send them some love. Do, do I have the money for this? Do I really? Like, do I really need that other cup of coffee today? Do I really need that pair of shoes? Do I actually need to go to dinner? To I could find money in so many places. I can, I can do this. This is a yes. Um, you know, write down all those questions. I'm not an author. Wait a second. I had to question myself. I'm like, wait a second. I have a bachelor's degree in journalism writing. I have a master's degree in secondary education in English writing. I can write. What am I talking about? And once I just dismantled that, everything flowed so easily. It's ridiculous. It's like, it's like you just put out this beacon to the universe going, I want to do this. I am a writer. I know how to write. I know how to tell my story. I have a valuable story that is going to benefit so many people. I have money that is abundant and it will come exactly when I need it. In fact, everything that I need is already provided for me. I don't care whether I can see it or not. It's already there. It's coming. Period. End of discussion. You know, crumple up those questions and get rid of them because it's already there for you. And, and that was the process that I had to go through in saying yes to this book. And I'm so thankful because, hi, we're here right now because we said yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I love that. And I was on the other side of uh, that. So I am a published author. I launched my first book in January and I knew Des, I knew of Des at that time. Um, never met her face to face. I met Jesse first back in May. I love their story. We've been on virtual events together. And when we finally went to, I believe it was Marilyn um, at Jose Escobar's mm -hmm. uh, triple stack event. Um, and we danced the night away. We got to know each other on a deeper level. Now we didn't talk about the book or what she was working on. Um, and then I get the phone call a few <laughs> weeks later. And I am like, Yes, absolutely. It's about women, empowering, leaving a legacy, all my love languages. I just knew instantly, um, didn't know how it was going to happen financially. Uh, you know, I didn't even ask questions about that. And so like after the fact, um, but you know, like you said, like if the opportunity arises and you get that gut feeling like this is for you, mm -hmm. you just say yes and figure out the rest along the way. And again, because we said yes, we have formed uh, a connection along with the other uh, 13 women, right? Because we, we make up the 15 and I, I have just loved the journey. I've been able to have them 
on the podcast. I know you've been on vacation, uh, so we uh, have to get you on again uh, with a couple other the ladies so that we can, you know, just talk about this book. But we are going to take a quick break, listen to our sponsor, and we will be back with Bridget and what she has going on and how you can get connected with her today. So give me one moment. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, This is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are we with Bridget here. We have been talking about uh, New Yorker turned a journalist turned teacher turned entrepreneur and now is an author coach and just she's just doing amazing things so okay so we wrote written the book it's about to be published it's about to come out what are some of your uh goals with this what are some of your expectations um what are you looking forward to with getting your story out and how was it uh getting this information out there and writing your portion of your chapter yeah what an interesting feeling to finally tell that story and to really put it down on there was something about setting it in paper instead of just telling it because i am a storyteller by nature but really writing that story on paper was such a healing process. And it, again, opens up so many windows of light that I didn't know really were there. So many nuances of the story. Um, it just, again, helped me to see, oh my goodness, what incredible ways has my life been communicating with me? Has God been leading me through this entire process? And even when I felt like I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm totally lost in the middle of the forest and I don't see a way out. There was always a way and I was always on it too. Like what a crazy thing to look back and think, oh my gosh, I was following the path the entire time. And I didn't even know I was doing that. How cool is that? So that in and of itself, just the writing process was so wonderful. My goals, I have some really big, like, long-term big vision goals that I would love to share because, you know, I think the more we say them and the more we write them and the more we remind ourselves, faster track, man, I'm on that fast track. So I would love for this to open up the opportunity to speak on stages. I would love to bring just this story of hope and connection and returning to your, your soul's wholeness to as many people as possible. Because if you are alive and you have a pulse and you are breathing and you can hear me and you can see me, any of those things, then this is for you. This opportunity is for you. And you do have a story as, you know, as Desiree and her husband will always say, you have a story. You have a story that needs to be told. There are people who will hear your story. And even if you 
just impact one life with it, you've made a mark. You've left a legacy because it's never just one. It's never just one. It's always an impact. It's always a ripple effect. So I would love the opportunity to speak in front of crowds. I have a really odd uh, take on public speaking. I love it. I love being in front of big crowds of people. I feel at home on a stage. So I take that as a gift and a blessing. And I think that that's a sign that that is a direction I'm supposed to go. Um, but also, I in my business, I am launching, oh my goodness, May 22nd. May 22nd, I'm launching an opportunity for individuals to work with me for free. So it is a one-on-one -on -one coaching engagement, which is my highest ticket. You know, my, my clients pay me the most for that level of, of um, engagement. I'm, op I'm opening that up for three people to work with me for free on May 22nd. And of course, I anticipate there's going to be an influx and that's wonderful. I will have an offer for every single person because I don't want there to be a barrier to you reconnecting with your soul's purpose. I want there to be the, the greatest opportunity and whether it is, you know, getting that opportunity for free, whether it's getting that opportunity for 50% off, you know, whatever we can work out to make this affordable and approachable for you. If you're ready to do the work, if you're going, I know there has to be more. <laughs> I'm not really sure where I am on that path, like you were talking about, Bridget, but I know there's got to be more. And I have, you know, even if it's just a tiny little grain of sand of hope that you could possibly help me, then you have enough, you know, you it is worth it for you to explore this opportunity. What's the worst thing that could happen? I think I think that the worst thing that could happen is you stay exactly where you are. So that would be doing nothing. <laughs> but I would I would love to work with every single person who is ready to do the work regardless of, you know, what constraints they may see on that relationship. So May 22nd that's going to open up and then from there, I am currently building out multiple things, but a course that will be both a video online course and an in-person sort of weekend retreat workshop and um, also a mastermind. So I have gotten to take part in a couple masterminds now. They are so incredible. It's like this richness of layered value that you don't get anywhere else. So you've got your mastermind facilitator or facilitators. You have your group of people who are just high vibration, high energy, super excited, really tuned in. And we may all be going through stuff too. Like last night I, I had a meeting with one of my masterminds and we're all going through some really tough personal stuff. And we talked about it, but it's a safe, loving place to talk about that. So it's got all the support from all the sides, you know, push you forward, give you a hug when you need it. And then you bring in these people who are brilliant and so gifted in each of their areas, and they come in and speak to you and you get the opportunity to interact with them. So it's just so much networking. So this web of love and interaction. So I'm working on putting together a mastermind as well. And these are all like long-term you know, big visions that I have, but they're coming. They're coming. I'm so excited for them. I love that. And that's what becoming an author does. I, I didn't know how big it was. I thought, okay, I'm going to write a book. 
I'm going to make my money back and make a little bit more. And that's it. Right. Um, but I had a great publisher who's also a coach in the um, author space to become that authority because in the word authority is author. Mm -hmm. So um, it has been an absolute blessing um, to to take on uh, that challenge because again, we write all the time, whatever it is that we do, we're writing. And, you know, if we journal, if we uh, put these long posts on Facebook, like if we're doing podcasting, your podcast can be a whole book in itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. True. Super awesome. Um, I just heard that. So maybe I'm going to have my top hundred, uh, you know, turn that, uh, those life stories into a book. I think that would be amazing. And I just thought about that right now. That's what happens when you get into the space, you get these yeah. automatic downloads that God just gives you instantly because you have placed and postured yourself into position to receive that abundance growth. And I can't believe it's actually happening here live. Uh, because <laughs> I've never said that before. <laughs> so it's been absolutely amazing chatting with you, Bridget, and just getting to know you um, a bit more on a, a deeper level. Um, thank goodness you have uh, definitely overcome all of the uh, traumas in your life and you're here and you're yeah. healthy. And I am blessed to be in community with you. Um, how can people get a hold of you and give us your final words? Yeah, so you can find me. I really love Instagram. I love hanging out there in that space. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Bridget Quirns. Really easy. Facebook, you can search Quirns Coaching. I'm on Facebook as Bridget Quirns, Quirns Coaching. You'll find me. And obviously my website, QuernsCoaching.com. So there's some good ways to get in touch with me. And you know, it's so funny that you said those automatic downloads because I just had this conversation last night with my husband. And I think this is a perfect way to kind of close this out. But each of us is a receiver to God's downloads, to this infinite wisdom and this abundant love. It just depends what the quality of your receiver is and how you have tuned it. You could be tuned in a paperclip you might be tuning a one of those old wire coat hangers. That's how we received TV when I was younger. Um, we had a coat hanger that you had to just get in the right position. You may have this beautiful, big satellite dish, and you're just getting all the... All of us can get to the point where we get these clear, crisp, timely downloads of information. It is totally possible. So just remember that we all have the capability to do that. It's not just, you know, those of us who are talking about it right now. Every single one of us, if you are alive, then God wants to give you this information and provide you with the direction in your life. Thank you so much. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Definitely uh, hit that spot. So if you needed to hear that again, rewinds it um, because that was absolutely powerful. And that's all it takes is for us to really pay attention to that voice that we're hearing and identify that that is um, our next direction. The, the, the missing piece that we've probably been looking for, do not ignore it. If mm. your gut feels it, uh, definitely explore it and move uh, forward with it because it, it's there for a reason. It, it's not there to shake you. Um, it's there to definitely be that next stepping stone. Um, so 
thank you so much, Bridget. You have been absolutely amazing. Have to definitely get you back on. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. Have a great day. And as I always say, make it count.